Who's Your Neighbor? Who's your neighbor, my friends? Welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we ask you to avoid placing unrealistic expectations on yourself or attempting to live up to the unrealistic expectations of others. My name's Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist, and today I'm joined by my good friend, co-host, and producer of this program, Mr. Mike. Mr. Mike, I understand we're celebrating a uh, anniversary of sorts. Yes, this is our 75th episode, which is our Diamond Jubilee episode of Fishing Without Bait. A Diamond Jubilee? And what, is, what, is, what does a diamond signify? Toughness mm-hmm. and beauty. So what do we ask people to do? We ask people to participate in their lives with full impact mindfulness. Does it not? So what's one of the qualities that a diamond, what does it do in the sun? What does it do in the light? Glistens, it glitters. And sparkles. Mm -hmm. So remember, quite often we talk to people about feeling the tingle, about adding that sparkle to your life, about becoming that butterfly bursting out of that cocoon and spreading your wings, about being Dorothy landing in Oz and stepping out of the black and white house into a technicolor world, into a technicolor life. So Mike... We're fortunate enough to be close by and close proximity to a Zen master who used to live and work in the city of Pittsburgh, and that man's name was Fred Rogers. Are you familiar with him? Oh, I grew up on Mr. Rogers. Indeed. And one of Mr. Rogers' favorite quotes that I ran into that means something particularly me today, he says, when I was a boy and would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. And if we refer back to our series, it seems like lifetimes ago, when we did a series about mindfulness as far as faith-based communities go, we often talked about the mindfulness of a particular individual by the name of Jesus, did we not? Absolutely. And Jesus often spoke in parables to get his point across to people, as no one likes to be lectured to, and he was certainly the master at the non-lecture. One of the favorite parables of mine that's so so relevant to when we get bad news, and that's uh, what seems to be uh, prevalent not only today but in the past also. And one of those is the story of uh, the Good Samaritan. Are you familiar with what a Samaritan is? Well, one, a Samaritan is a people that was talked about in the Bible. Indeed they and are. And I know this is a, a story about showing empathy and helping others. Sure. So where the actual Samaritan people came from was, uh, oh my, many, many, many years ago before the uh, birth of uh, the Bible's Jesus, the Assyrians conquered the northern part of Israel. And as was their want, in order to prevent an uprising, they would take the elite, the rulers, and they would exile them. And they would incorporate other conquered peoples into that land. Now, keep in mind that the Jewish people back then had a strong sense of national identity, very strong. So the people that the Assyrians would bring in would intermix and intermarry with the Jewish people of that time in in northern Israel. Well, given a sense of national identity, the rest of the Orthodox Jewish folks viewed these people as less thans. They viewed them as people who strayed from the faith. 
and they were people who were no longer permitted to be associated with or even spoken to, or even they would not even say their names. So keep in mind there was a great deal of enmity between the Jewish people and the Samaritans, even though they were basically of the same faith. So reading from Luke 10, 25 through 37. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. And an expert in the law back then would have been a lawyer. And lawyers back then, when we talk about law back in those days, we talk about the law of Moses. And the law of Moses was based on the Torah, the five books of the Old Testament. So lawyers were experts in the law and interpreting that law. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? What Jesus was using there was what would be called Socratic questioning. When someone would ask Socrates a question, rather than answer them, he would ask a question in return, which put the person on the defensive, and Socrates, and in this case Jesus, could evaluate the answer. He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And this is according to the law. And if you'll notice, it's exactly the same thing that Jesus repeated to the young rich man in Matthew. And love your neighbor as yourself. So the question here is, and Jesus goes on to explain, who is your neighbor? Now keep in mind that back in those days, the Jewish folks had an entirely different interpretation of neighbor. Neighbor was one you were associated with. And the only people that were permitted to be associated with were, again, national identity, organized Jewish faith. So they fully excluded anybody else that wasn't under that classification. Indeed. Interesting. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he was attacked by robbers, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to go down the same road. So we're talking about a priest of a, doesn't have to be the Jewish religion, of any religion. And all religions preach love, do they not? And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And why would we put on wine? What is, what is the ingredient in wine? What is the main ingredient? Alcohol. Yeah, so alcohol was used to disinfect the wound. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hand of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And if you'll notice in that passage, the expert in the law, the lawyer, who were also called scribes, could not even permit himself to say the word Samaritan. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. So let's ask everyone out there, who is your neighbor? So quite often we get outraged about our perceptions of people who are marginalized, who are taken advantage of. However, what often do we do? We often rail against with each other, do we not? We sit in our coffee shops or we sit in our home 
We sit in with like-minded people and we complain and rail and bitterly complain against the evils of this world, do we not? Where does it get us other than we're preaching to the choir, are we not? So the idea is, is what we always talk about in Fishing Without Bait and Full Impact Mindfulness is to make an impact into this world, to create a reaction rather than wait for one. So the idea of what Mr. Rogers talked to us about, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. So rather commiserate with people who already share your point of view, and all you will do is continue to whine and complain against the evils of this world. Find out and seek the helpers. Seek the people who advocate for your cause and support them. Love is an action word. Gratitude is an action word. We've talked before in Fishing Without Bait about the lottery story, have we not, Mike? We've talked to it about buying the ticket. That's my challenge out there to everyone today. Words mean something. Of course they do. Action and effort is the key here. Are you going to sit and whine and complain about the misfortunes and the ill treatment that the world gives? Or are you willing to stand up and advocate for those who are marginalized? Remember, the Bible's Jesus speaks 184 times in the New Testament about the responsibility to help the poor, the marginalized, the oppressed, the weak, the aged, the falsely imprisoned. Do you think that person meant that? Do you think they meant it? Yes, they did. And that's the idea. Words will not feed the poor. Words will not take people out of prison. It's action and effort. And it's being with like-minded people and turning that love, turning that concern, turning that frustration into an action word to support the people who support your causes. You can scream and yell and say nasty things about people who you perceive are doing you or a number of people wrong. However, my challenge out there for everyone, as Mr. Gandhi says, is to be the change you wish to be in the world. Model behavior for others, not just to rail against the supposed inequities of this world. Be that change. That's my challenge to everyone out there. My challenge to everyone out there is who is your neighbor? Who is your brother and your sister? Look beside you. Look to your right and look to your left. Look right in front of you. There's an old story, Mike that says, when they came for the Jews, I did nothing. I wasn't a Jew. And then they came for the Catholics. I didn't do anything because I wasn't a Catholic. They came for the African Americans, the Chinese. I didn't do anything because I wasn't them. And then one day, they came for me. And I cried for help. And there was no one left to help me. Please don't let that happen to you. Stand up for your brother. What's important in your life? Remember, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. A human experience. We are all that. We are our brother's keeper. Take care. Do a kindness for yourself. Do a kindness for another. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait, 
Click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. Fishing Without Bait is a production of Namaste Holistic Counseling, D.C.